Hello, all you fine internet people. Welcome to episode 29 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. Hey, everybody. A belated Happy New Year. It's the first episode of 2018, which is way too close to 2020, which is some crazy hype future neon bullshit that I'm just not ready to accept yet. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and Colin Sparling. We are one year away from the setting of the original Blade Runner, just FYI. Yeah, we get ready, guys. Yay. Tesla is going to get real <laughs> just, weird here. Yay. Yeah, just to go off of Jack a little bit there. But no, I'm finally getting over my eggnog hangover, so there's that. Man, it took you 10 whole days into the new year <laughs> to get over your hangover. <laughs> See, I'm, that's how much eggnog I drink, bro. <laughs> Dang. Yes. No, but it's it's 2018. It's still weird. I'm st- I always like spend the first month of the year like messing up the date anytime I write it down, so have that to look forward to. Yep, you got to remember it's eight, not seven anymore. So oh, yeah, this is our first episode of the new year. Uh, I know that at the end of the ten days of Tiny Disc, I said that we'd see you next Thursday. Oops. So <laughs> this is our newest episode, our first episode of the year to kick off this amazing, hopefully another great year in video games. Uh, I don't think that we have any updates really for the new year other than that we're just going to keep going, keep being weekly, keep kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. How can, yeah. how can it be? You know, I hate to be pessimistic oh. starting off the show, but <laughs> how can you hope that this next year is going to like live up to, you know, last year? Like, hey, it's, I think we need to like be realistic here. You know, optimism. Just got to you know, I know. Believe. I'm trying. I'm trying. But man, <laughs> last year with Zelda and Mario and just everything, it's like. You know what? What will happen this year? I, they don't even announce the games, right? Like we don't. I don't even know any games that are really like officially announced past June. Yeah. Really. So maybe they're saving the the best stuff for later. I mean, come on. No. Th- this first part of the year is pretty solid, though. I think it's no, packed. it's good. It's good. It's yeah, packed. It's like, good. Yeah, you got Monster Hunter World, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Spider Man, and Detroit Become Human are supposed to be the first quarter or second quarter. Oh yeah, and then f- you got Far Cry yeah. Five. Far Cry Five. Uh, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see yeah. Monster Hunter World? Yeah. Mon Hunter oh, okay. World. Shadow of the Colossus you, remake, boys. Pretty soon yeah. you've got, uh, what is it, uh, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition. Oh, yeah. and that. Yeah, so. was a 6. And that Street Fighter, like, uh, collection of, like, all the Street Fighter 2s yes. and 3s. That's threes. in May, though. It, oh, why can't it be now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And here There's you were stuff. being like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to live up this last year. I'm uh, not excited about anything. It's just I, fun to complain sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the internet summed up in one fucking sentence. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm just willing to admit it. I'm the one that's like, it's just fun. Sometimes. I just complain for fun. <laughs> hey, man, I think we could all relate for sure. And and I, I just think that it's just a fucking crazy exciting time to be a gamer in general. The good with the bad and everything. You know, all the above. I think it's a good time to be in the hobby, for sure. Mm. Agreed. Um, but on the topic of the new year, uh, I wanted to talk to you, to, to you guys about a pretty stereotypical new year topic. And mm. It's New Year's mm. resolutions. Oh. Mm. Um, mm. And I want to, first of all, ask you guys how you feel about them. And secondly, if you have any at all. Go well, ahead, Robert. Well, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the idea of resolutions, personally. Well, that's not true. I like resolutions. I don't like New Year's resolutions. I feel like that's a dumb reason. Like, hey, it's a new year. The Gregorian calendar has turned its page. Yes. Let's, let's go to the gym for, like, two weeks and then <laughs> stop and then cancel that gym membership in November 
to then start it back up next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like pay for it for six months and don't even go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say, so I, I think, you know, like my personal thought on it is whatever it takes to start, whatever you need to do to, you know, get done. If it's a new year's, if it's like some kind of new life changing event or whatever, you know, uh, I think, I think that's a good thing, you know, to get into action and get, and to get active. And I was actively thinking as I walk my, I don't know, 200 yards or so from my parking spot to my, the front door of my office, I was thinking like, this is the most exercise I'm going to get all day. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, then I thought to myself, like, you know, it to- the the concept of having a New Year's resolution totally, like, flew over my head. And I didn't even have one. I was like, ah, oh, should I have one? Is it too late now? Like, oh, well. <laughs> it's not too late. It's never too late. <laughs> I know. But I was yeah. thinking to myself just this morning. I was like, huh, I don't have one. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have one either at this point. Because, I don't know. It's not like I've ever resolved to not be, not always do better than I did yesterday. And then all of a sudden, right. I'm like, well, maybe I should improve myself today. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I think it'd be healthy, though, maybe, you know, on a back end note, like, oh, we, maybe we should have some kind of resolutions for the show. Like, you know, it's we're always trying to, like, grow the show, grow the audience, you know, build engagement and stuff. So I right. think if I were to have a, re- a rev- resolution, a it would be something around. A revelation. Yeah. <laughs> a revelation. <laughs> a resolution. <laughs> no, if I were to have one of those things, it'd probably be something show related, I think. Mm. No, yeah, that's that's fair to say, you know, and I I don't think it's even fair to call it a New Year's resolution, right? It's just call it a resolution because, you know, all three of us are sitting in the show right now wanting to make the best show we can possibly do, right? And improve upon it with every episode and, uh, you know, eventually take it in, you know, different rounds of content and things like that. Just grow the show, like you said. Yeah, totally. I I have a question real quick for the uh, resident Korea expert of the Uh podcast. Isn't it true that when New Year's happens in Korea, everyone in the country, all Koreans, their age goes up by one number? Yeah. No, that's that's actually how that works. Dude, yeah. that's crazy. Do you know about that, Colin? What? Yeah, yeah dude. So, so listen, so you can be born in December, and in a month's time, you'll be one year old. Two, actually. Two. Oh, you'll be two. Sorry. Yeah, you, that's crazy. You start at one. What? You yeah, start you at sh- one year old, but you- you're zero years old. Well, you start at one year old, though. Well, you start oh. at, like, that's your age, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, okay. like the, the smoking age Blowing there is, my mind. is 19, which is the equivalent of, like, American 18. Okay. So, wow. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so, yeah, dude, so that's how, like, hive mind they are as a culture, right? Like, we all just turned 21. Yeah. Isn't that bad for the country? We're, like, the old country, you know what I mean? Like, well, such well, a huge, I mean, like, it, here, here's the they thing. all it's, celebrate turning 21 and drinking on the same it's, day. It's not like the whole country celebrates we turn 21 <laughs> chorus. We are but legion. A, no, a good, but a high percentage, though, <laughs> of the population turns 21 at the same exact time. You know? Yeah, but, I mean, it's the like, drinking wow. age there is 18. Or, I mean, 19. You know, the equivalent Because it's 18. soju and it's sweet and delicious. Some people don't think that, but, yeah. Yeah. So that is, that's wait, that is pretty wild. Wait, hold on. I, I love that. Jack, I love you, that. Idea. You like soju? You, have you tried I like, it? Yeah, because yeah, I like peach and l- lemon flavor. I like flavored soju. Oh, you've had the flavored ones. Have you ever had oh, just, yes. just soju? Like classic original? No, but I'm sure it just tastes like alcohol, right? Like grain what alcohol. The f- yeah. What is soju? Uh, it's like sake. It's like vodka. It's it's a rice based spirit made in Korea. Oh, uh, goes down surprisingly smooth. Honestly. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. Like I was actually thinking to myself because I went to Korean barbecue to celebrate my birthday, which was right before Christmas. Wife took me out. It was awesome. We had a great time. 
and I got soju and I saw like people just like American people like you know drinking soju as well and they were using they bring out the shot glass but it's just like a like a 20 ounce bottle right it's not that big a soju but they were drinking out shot glasses me I was like wait this is just like a sprite like pop this open let's just like drink it straight out of the bottle I was like man do I just look like a total like wretched human being by drinking soju straight from the bottle and not using the shot glass so I was like kind of yeah whatever kind of kind of savage <laughs> Well, I don't know. It tasted like Sprite. It tasted it, like peach and Sprite. It's in the same way that, like, uh, you know, sake. You don't just drink it out of the sake bottle, right? Like, Colin, you can confirm that. <laughs> you, you oh, pour, yeah. I mean, you yeah. shouldn't. Culturally I've speaking, I, I've seen enough animus. <laughs> but it's a, but listen though, it's a plastic bottle, or it might be glass. It's glass, but it has like a label around it, like a like a coke or you know like a sprite it's just respectful and traditional because like you you. know usually in korea whenever you're drinking soju it's usually like after your hard day at work you're out drinking with like your coworkers and your boss and like you pour each other like shots yeah and then i also learned that the youngest pour for the older yep i learned that too because i had korean barbecue with a korean once too and And oh fun fun thing about those shot glasses they make great drinking games at the table for for example if you like usually you're gonna drink soju with some light beer right like i'm talking Bud Light levels light beer, so like pretty much water that's slightly carbonated. Mm-hmm. You get a glass of that, fill it halfway up with beer, and then you float the shot glass in the beer. Hmm, interesting. And then around the table, you each take turns like pouring as much or as little soju as you want in the shot glass. Whoever makes it sink drinks the whole thing. Oh, I love that. Can we Whoa. do that? It's really fun. <laughs> and the worst part is when you start losing, you really start losing because you get drunker. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're figgy oh, yeah. fuck. So like, you're allowed to just put like one drop in and yeah. then pass it? As long as like some soju escapes the bottle and goes into the shot glass, you're free to go. Oh, that's terrifying. So yeah, you, I could, love how- like, you could be that dick who like pours a bunch in there just to set up the next person or, you know, like just be nice and edge it out a little. Wow. I love how I brought up New Year's resolutions and it just res- like dissolved into us talking about drinking. It's hey, everything's about drinking. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah, and exactly. yeah, I think I think we need to come up with some excuse as well to do another episode where we drink too somewhere down. down there the future, you go. So we'll figure something out. <laughs> oh, on a side note, I always thought it was kind of weird how like it was. Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Um, where basically in Japanese culture, where it was customary uh, to basically get plastered at work parties. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's I think in you're Japan, basically you're supposed like to do what you have to do it in Japan. Yeah, almost. it's it's like a bonding thing or something. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, but then it's like customary to also like not hold it over someone's head the next day. You know, like next day you're back at work, you're not gonna be like, "Hey, you got real fucked up last." Remember when you puked on the waitress? <laughs> like you know, you don't do that. You're just kind of like, "Oh, hey, last night was fun." Yeah, every day's Vegas, I guess. Yeah. We don't talk about the walk and shame and walk of shame in Japan. <laughs> what do we talk about on this podcast, gents? <laughs> Nothing. That's the end of our podcast. Okay, Thanks for yeah. listening. <laughs> but let's talk about some video games, shall we? So, Colin, do you want to kick us off? Let us know what you've been playing over that beautiful long break. Yeah, so Santa Claus gave me the awesome present of a PlayStation VR. <gasps> yeah. And wow it's quite nifty it's the first time i've had uh, extended <laughs> use of like a true vr headset I've, I've played around with one of those little samsung gear bullshit headsets they're not bad um but it's it's just it doesn't really compare to like a full-on like console or pc type experience cell phone uh, vr is not vr people it mm-hmm. is but it just no. not not nearly yeah. as great it's vr light um, it's the bud light of vr yes yes 
and it also tastes like dishwater. So, um, so yeah. So you got one. So I did. Um, and the big game that I got for it was Skyrim VR, uh, along with the move controllers and things like that. Um, awesome. So overall experience with PSVR, uh, very good. It's very easy to set up. Way too many wires, though. You're going to have like, you know, three wires hanging out this back of this box. You can attach to your PlayStation. Two more wires up front. Got to hook up the headset. Got to hook the this this and that yeah. to your PS4 to your TV. Yeah, it's a lot of wires, but it's it's actually fairly simple. It's it's a lot more complicated looking than it actually is. The diagram was very helpful, but you need to follow it like to a T, or it will oh, not yeah. work. Oh, and uh, funny story about that. I didn't actually get the camera that you're supposed to have to use the headset. Oh no! <laughs> uh, no, not with it. Didn't come with it. Um, and it was actually entirely uh, on the fault of uh, the website that my mom had ordered it for. Uh, from. Oh, she paid for one version and didn't get the one she paid for. Right. So they sent her. Oh. They sent her an extra DualShock Four instead of a camera. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. Did she so have to I was like, return uh, the DualShock Four. Yeah, I I don't know how they confused that. Oh, I, that sucks. Sounds yeah. like some elves at the workshop are gonna get fired. Damn. I guess so. I so. Uh, I tried to set it up and see if it would work without the camera highly downing it at the time, no. and it didn't. Yeah. So luckily, <laughs> my buddy came in clutch, and he had one he didn't use, so I just bought that one off of him. Nice. Um, it ended up basically getting an extra controller for 20 bucks, so that worked out. Um, huh. Yeah, so anyway, the actual headset itself, man, it's just it's so smooth, and it's just incre- It's crazy how smooth it runs, considering it's running on a PS4, and it's, it's not like you're running it on a high-end PC. It runs at that solid 90 frames per second. Um, there's a little bit wow. of, uh, what do people call it? The screen door effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Cause the resolution is low and I think the PlayStation VR has the lowest resolution of the major three headsets. It, it so, does. Yeah. It does. And, um, the, what I will say is, it, it, so it's running a, a native 1080p resolution in the headset, uh, which is like amicable. It, it's doable. Um, after actually I have, I've had hands on experience with the Vive before and, Honestly, performance-wise, the PSVR is, like, right up there. I mean, there's a few more jaggies, and it's not quite as clean as the Vive. But, honestly, mm. it's very competent, and it's, I mean, it's worth saving the money, in my opinion. At least until, uh, you know, the Vive Pro comes out, but we'll talk about that later. Ooh. Um, yeah, ooh. Preview. Yeah. Well, uh, so foreshadowing. How, how is it playing Skyrim? Because, I mean, you played Skyrim normally. Right, yeah. How so is I, it I've, yeah, in VR? Yeah, so Skyrim uh, VR, so I'm using the move controller. You do have the option to play with a DualShock if you want, but I'm like, why would I want to do that if I had the move controllers? Got to yeah. go full immersion, you know? How do they and handle uh, movement? Is it like teleportation? So when I initially started the game, uh, I'm like, this is fucking awful. Oh. <laughs> because it's because, Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, because it's Skyrim. <laughs> Fuck Skyrim. Anyway, um no, it's because they do the default to the uh, the, de- the teleportation movement with the mm-hmm. snap turning, um, and the, the, for Skyrim that just does not it just does not fucking work. So okay. I did some like googling and stuff, and people were like, "Oh yeah, you can usually like change those settings and blah blah blah, and you can make like regular turning." And I'm like, "Oh, so how do I do that?" So I went into the settings, and it's it's hidden under a couple of different things, but you can actually set it to where it moves like smoothly. Um, where you hold the X and the uh, the circle button to turn uh, regularly, but you don't. That doesn't make you nauseous. No, it doesn't make me nauseous. Um, really? And that's okay. the biggest thing. Like I don't actually get motion sick from this sort of thing. And I, it um, Skyrim mm. VR actually compensates for that by having um, 
how I don't know if they how it's like a field of view blocker. So like when you're turning, what it does is it blocks out your peripheral vision, like with like uh like uh with black bars, like it makes like uh-huh. a black circle to like kind of uh make the scope smaller. Because I guess what that right. does is it's supposed to I don't know throw off your body's just, yeah, uh, just like mitigate yeah. the uh, motion sickness effect. Exactly. Yeah, right. that's exactly okay. what it's for. Um, so. I, I don't know. I turned all that stuff off because I was like, I don't fucking need this shit. <laughs> like, wow. I need to see around me so I can, you know, be at least halfway fluent in uh, battle. Because <laughs> if so, I remember, I was going to say, yeah, because if I remember Skyrim at all, I hadn't played it for a while, but you have to move around. You have to be agile during the battles, don't you? Right. And so um, that's why teleportation was just like, that's a no fucking go okay. In, okay. In, in that game. Because doing doing battle using teleporting is just non-existent, if you're, especially if you're a melee character, dude. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, you're jumping all over the place and trying to turn yourself around and like, this doesn't work. Um, cause there's no quick way to like turn yourself all the way around. That's the dumb part. Right. Um, so the way I changed it to is like, I made it so where you use your left move controller, you just hold the button down and you'll move forward like naturally instead of teleporting. Hmm. Um, and basically the, the left move controller works as a giant joystick. So it's like a motion thing. So you point forward, you're going to go forward to point backwards. You're going to go backwards. Um, oh. And the problem with that is if you lock a spell to, say, your left hand, you have to be moving forward in order to point it forward. Because if you're moving backward, your hand is not going to be pointing at the screen. Huh. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, so it's it's kind of a pain in the ass in that regard, but it's it's a trade it's a good trade-off though for not using teleportation have they not jumped or have they not like made any you know kind of concessions to gameplay and how enemy ai works or is it just Um, exactly like the base game and you're just in vr now not that i haven't noticed um any difference in ai and the way the uh like you get attacked and things like that um though i i bet if you really like got it down to brass tacks i bet there there is a little bit of difference because they would have to compensate the game actually is automatically set on very easy mode uh, when yeah. you start up, you actually have to turn up the difficulty, um, which I understand that because I actually turned it up to normal and it does get considerably harder. Like, um, especially if you're getting like shot by a bow and arrow or something. And it's just like his overall movement takes a little while longer than it would, you know, when you're familiar with an analog stick type control. Um, but it once you get the handle of it, it it's really not as bad as it, it sounds. I mean, swinging, swinging your sword or axe or whatever around in your right hand feels really natural. Um, it moves really well. Um, and the cool thing is you can, like, put them away at any time. So it, like, takes up less of the screen. Um, and your your HUD's, like, right there. You just have to basically, like, look around you to see your HUD. Um, the, I think the biggest concession that I have with, uh, this like, the whole setup in general for, uh, for PSVR is that the move controllers do not have fucking joysticks on them. Right. Why? Why don't they have joysticks on yeah. them? Do they really not? No, they don't. Well, you I mean, two- they were made. They were made. You know, they have a D pad on the left one. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking. No, 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 no. I'm thinking no, they, right. they don't. The, they had that one auxiliary. Remember that other handheld one right. with the D pad? So they, they have not the, the move controllers. You're right. And that's the bi- biggest scope I have is because they already have the uh, the PlayStation Move Nav controller, which has the joystick and the D pad on it. So I'm like, why yeah. the fuck would you not just bring that to PS4? I mean, I think and, to be fair, I think the reason though, right, is because they were conceived and brought to market before VR was ever even a thing. You right, know, they were, they, were meant to, they were meant to replace the or to be the Sony analog to the Wiimote, not the Sony analog to the HTC right. Vive ones. You know, That's right? Why. And honestly, I think the reason how how they're doing so well on PSVR and profiting off of it is because a lot of these games require the move controllers, but they're basically just repackaging 
from the reserve that they had during the PS3 era. Like they're taking that and they're literally just repacking it, whatever they have yeah. left in their warehouse or whatever. I, yeah. I got a question um, real quick. I just thought of this, Robert. So yeah, I know you're you're kind of an opponent of the VR movement to some extent, but how do you feel about like a light gun shooter games like Time Crisis, Virtue Cop? How do you feel about those? I mean, they're fun. I, because that's kind of all VR is right now. <laughs> it's like new kind of a light gun games, you know, and just feeling like you're in the the world. But so much of it is just pointing and shooting a gun, you know, at, at being stationary. So or yeah, just it, swinging a sword around. Yeah, right. I mean, like I think Skyrim is one of the biggest leaps in terms of playing a full blown game in VR. Yeah, and, and Resident Evil Five. Yeah, yeah, and Resident Evil Seven. Seven. Um, I mean, five. Wolves. Yeah, five. Wolves. Shit. They put if you, five, you can punch rocks in <laughs> VR. Um, (laughs) um, no but it's like it's an overall good experience and I would like recommend it especially at the price point it's at now Um, even though they actually announced at CES uh, a budget Oculus Rift apparently that's cheaper than PSVR Um, but I I think just that's just the biggest crux of it man is it just needs an analog stick an anemone and then I don't, we'll I don't. see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think they're really saying they're committed. They're all in, right? Sony has announced that what like 180 PSVR games are coming 130, out. 130, 130. Yeah. Yep. Holy Christ! Still, half that is still a ton. I mean, yeah, but, it, you know, who knows how great? It's not like this is going to be 130 like banger titles. You no, know it's I mean? not. But still, they're trying at least. They're firing. I mean, you, you, you'll, you know, you're going to see uh, every game in VR before we ever see another Vita game again. Put it that way. So, Oof. yeah, Oof. I mean, two million yeah. units sold, man, is nothing to scoff at for a VR set. Yeah, that's, that's true. huge. Yeah, that's huge. So, awesome. So, yeah. can I talk about some games that I've been playing over the break? Boy, howdy, can you? Oh. No, no, you can't. Fuck you, Robert. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there are a couple that I just want to mention that I think, like, I just want to recommend, I guess. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. All three episodes are out. Can confirm. It's worth playing that if you enjoyed Life is Strange, like, season one. It made me I, cry like a bitch. Go play I, it. Sam. I hear good things about that. I keep hearing good things. Oh, and how yeah. that game has no business being good either. It really but doesn't. It but it like the choices you have to make, especially in the third episode, they're they're like put down your controller and think choices, which are great. Hmm. Uh let me see. I've played I've finally beaten Near Automata, like all the way to ending E. The actual ending. Yeah. Um I'd wow. like to rescind any arguments we made ever for anything <laughs> best moment. Because it's clearly yeah. ending E for 2017. Wow. <laughs> I I know it's been getting awards too, like on other websites and stuff. And yeah, it, I don't know because I, I it was spoiled for me, unfortunately. But again, I'm like, man, it's it's only 30 hours. Maybe I just feel like I should just bite the bullet and play it. And I mean, it sounds like you are pushing me that way. I, yeah, I think I, it's worth it. Yeah, I hate myself for not playing it yet. I really do. <laughs> would it would it be okay just like listening to like a spoiler cast or something that like I actually have to do? I think if you just heard someone say like, yeah, this is what happens in ending E and then this is what happens. It's like, it's something where you hear it and that's cool, I guess. But I think playing it yourself is a much more valuable experience because it does something that only video games can do. And what's the point of experiencing that through someone else's, you know, words, right? Dude, Yoko Taro is like kind of a new auteur now in video games. Oh, yeah. I, they, they, there was a director, I think, of Final Fantasy saying that they'd love to see Yokotaro do a Final Fantasy game over break. And I was like, wait, 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 what? Final Get Fantasy Final Fantasy? Give him an actual budget to do something? This would be incredible. So, please. We'll Oof. see. 
uh colin you don't do you know what happens at ending e for automata no i don't i'm keeping Good. myself in the dark yes do dude. not spoil yeah. it for yourself don't do what jack did because I, I still want to play it but it sounds awesome it's so cool <laughs> it's like yeah. so great um yeah so i guess i can just say now Nier's defo worth all the hype that it is like it's wow it it truly makes you feel happy that it's like a video game and not a movie or anything like that wow cool um, I took some time to play Vanishing of Ethan Carter because I heard some good things about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have that game and still yet to boot it up. Yeah, don't bother. It, Man. <laughs> oh, shit. Just don't. It's really not really? worth it. It's not great. Wow. No. I mean, so, okay. so like, so what did you, what did you think of like the story and things like that? What did, give well, me your thoughts. Well, okay. So I've been avoiding this game since it came out in what, like 2014, right? Like three, sure. four years ago now, technically. Um, yeah, I've been avoiding it since then. Cause I was just like, eh, I don't have the time to play walking simulators. And then over break, I was like, yeah, I got the time to play walking simulators. <laughs> so I played gone home. Perfect. Great game. Good. So worth yeah, it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then I played vanishing of Ethan Carter and now I don't want to play walking simulators anymore for a while. <laughs> oh shit. Cause the, so... <laughs> the story, I think I'm not going to spoil it obviously in case you're actually interested, but it you just like your character feels so disconnected from it all until the very end and i'm just like that's a that's bullshit that's so stupid that's so fucking dumb <laughs> it's like the way it ends mm. the way it connects your character to everything i'm just like this is not great mm. it's not fun just and, wasn't hitting for you yeah and and the story itself is kind of like it it had so much potential and then it's just kind of like jk <laughs> It's not great. It's 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 we're gonna take all these things we've been building up and just be like, nah, fam. It's not, nah. Really? So it doesn't pay off. Mm-mm. That's unfortunate to hear. Yeah, it's it's a weird story. Like, I at least I will say though, like I haven't really, I don't think that I've ever experienced something quite like that. Like, it's one of those games where like it makes you think it's something, and then it makes you think it's something else entirely, and then it just I don't know. You you, huh. just, you just have to play it to quite understand. Is there like but a it's, cool twist to it? There's a twist. Okay, I wouldn't <laughs> say cool. Okay, okay. But there's a twist. Fair enough. Fair I enough. don't know. It, if anything, like at the very least, it's it's a pretty game to play through. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it really showcases true. you know PC when a game is developed for the PC. It showcases what it can do. Yeah, that's right. Probably the only compliment I could give it though is that it's a pretty pretty game to look at. Cool. It's my wallpaper. Hey. Yep. But friends, I want to tell you about a game that I actually only started playing like two or three days ago, mm-hmm. and I am kind of just in love with everything about it. Just its concept, its everything. Yeah, it's this game called Universal Paperclips. Is it a new game or old game? It came out Octo- October twenty seventeen, so like oh, okay. recent ish. Yeah, so the first um, kind of new quote unquote game that we have talked about on this podcast yeah. so far. So, okay. Um so it can it's out on PC. You can like play it right now. It's a free game. You just Google Universal oh, Paperclips and you can play it right there in your browser. Or you can pull it up on iPhone, Android, and it's like a two dollar app. So up to you what you know, what you prefer, I guess. But it's a it's one of those clicker games, it's an incremental game. You know, you just like wait for the numbers to get bigger. Okay. So, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> uh, you're talking about a clicker game right now? 
<laughs> I was not expecting this. Yeah, it's a clicker game. It's an incremental. Are we past this? No, Didn't we're this never come and go. We're Wait, never. Past what do you mean this? it's a clicker game? Like, you talking about like, like 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 an idle game? It's oh, an idle game. You're saying, yeah, I the you're whole time like, you play it, you're just trying to get stronger so you can play the game less. Yeah, I thought <laughs> you were talking about things. how like my grandpa's like, where the fuck's the clicker? You know, <laughs> like the remote <laughs> to the TV. <laughs> it's not a remote game. No, no, no. Wow. <laughs> remote control game. This is like this is like Cookie Clicker. If you guys remember that from years ago. Yes. How could I forget? Okay, so Universal Paperclips. It's you're an AI. Okay, like you're a robot. <laughs> And you're trying to create the world's biggest paperclip company by selling paperclips. So not only are you clicking to make paperclips, but you're also trying to meet, like, you know, supply and demand and try to figure out the best price point to set your paperclips. So that way more people buy it and more people are demanding it. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> you have a sickness. No, it gets better, guys. You try to, um, you try to earn humanity's trust. Because who's going to trust a robot that makes paperclips, right? So wow. you earn their trust by, like, curing cancer. <laughs> What? And like solving male pattern baldness like are you serious yeah. paper clips yes well wow. no as an ai you just like study how to cure cancer and then people trust you more because you cured cancer oh so it's and not really a paperclip game yeah it's way more than a paperclip game because oh. of that, like now i've taken over the world the world loves me <laughs> I have turned the world into a giant paperclip f- factory where i'm using paperclips to make more paperclips Somehow, <laughs> what, they're having paperclip babies. Yeah, and I have like an army of drones out there to like scavenge material and then like magic it into paperclip. Like, oh, dude, perfect! It's, this it's sounds so like cool. This sounds like a frog f- fractions. You guys ever play that game? No. Yep. Fr- oh man, it sounds like that kind of weirdness, and I can definitely get behind that kind of. You, kinda you need to check zaniness. out Frog Fractions if you like that. Yeah, right. don't look up anything. Just it's yeah. a free like flash game in browser. Just play some frog fractions out there, guys. Just Google it. It's incredible. Fair enough. And I have to say and the you, same and thing you can about... Beat it, and you can beat it in one sitting. Nice. I have to say the same thing about Universal Paperclips, though. Because when I when I heard about it, I was like, nah, I mean, this can't be that great, right? So I booted it up, or I guess I loaded it right in my browser, and I'm just like, I'm still playing it. I am wow. I'm currently sitting at a number that's too big for me to think of <laughs> the number right now. It's like over, over a quintillion. Oh my god! Paperclips paper, or pa- money? Paperclips, paper okay, wow. yeah. Wow, planet paperclip. Yeah, and eventually you get to like go into space and take over the universe with your paperclips. It's like, oh, this sounds stupid and awesome. <laughs> it's so worth it, guys. <laughs> I'm serious. Universal oh paperclips. I. It's just like silly fun, and it just it's so I don't know. The writing's pretty solid, and just like the things you end up doing is just like. God, someone yeah. came up with this. A guy from NYU, Frank Lance, designed designed this game, and it's like, I'm into it. I like it. Oh, one guy. Yeah, one dude. Professor like at NYU. That. I'm always a fan of that. Wow. I got to check that out now. You're really piquing my interest. So it's, <laughs> if it's not just a clicker game, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at first it's going to be a clicker game. Sure. But like sure. eventually it just becomes like business management, like, you know, meeting supply and demand, understanding quantum computing. <laughs> wow man yeah, I just, you're already i mean I, i'm already sold just, you don't have to say anymore it sounds like it sounds like a good flash game oh it's so much more <laughs> but yeah that's that's pretty much a quick quick slice of what i've been playing i guess over the break and or recently so uh, like you robert uh you know i've been thinking about okay the 10 days of tiny disc it was like award season we handed out the tinies and now it's winter break and now i actually get to really dive full in right on like my backlog right and get into it 
And I had a little bit of regret as well, too. Um, once I played a game from the latest game from Housemark, uh, the company what brought us Resogun, and I think they made another game, too, I can't think of. Uh, but, man, their latest one, Nex Machina. It's on PS4 and Windows. came out June 20th of last year and totally flew under my radar. And I feel like marketing has failed me because I was like, if you had only marketed this game correctly, I would have been so all in on this game. Do you guys know anything about it? I've uh, it's uh, I've seen like a- screenshots of it before, but I've never like okay. been interested it in playing it. Absolutely one of the most beautiful games of last year. Like it should have been in that technical category, I feel like. Like I would have brought it up and I would have fought for it. So it is you know, on PS4 of course it, it runs great, but on on uh PC it really shines. The frame rate's completely unlocked, it runs at twenty one by nine, it has an uncapped resolution, you could play it four K if you wanted to, you know, 144 frames a second if you want to, and it looks incredible. It's basically a, t- a twin twin stick shooter kind of like geometry wars except you're like a dude and there's there's just like incredible like voxel illumination like this it's incredibly technically beautiful you know they're using all these awesome lighting the music is like a perfect marriage with the with the uh visuals and i was just having a blast and it's a game you can just kind of pick up and play and you can beat that game in one sitting too if you if you uh, can kind of survive and there's bosses in it there's really cool power-ups i it was just an experience and it was like literally like eye-opening i was like wow like this is one of the best arcade you know quote-unquote like arcade style games i've played in a very very long time and it's just unfortunate because it didn't perform that well it did not sell that many copies to the point where housemark i don't know if you remember but last year they declared arcade the whole genre arcade games are dead now because next mocking is not selling and i kind of see their point of view like well if this is like the one of the best ones ever made if it's failing then maybe the genre you know is kind of uh seeing uh, its last days but I just think I didn't hear about this game. I didn't know what it was. I I mean, did you guys hear a lot about it when it came out last June? Um, what I know about it, well, I think a big reason why I know to know about it because limited run games did a, a run of physical copies on PS4 of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did know about it was it's a twin stick shooter, and apparently you have to finish it in one sitting, or else you lose your progress or something, right? Yeah, you do. It, but it only takes yeah. an hour and a half to beat. Oh, so it's okay. yeah but you know and i didn't know that and i was like oh well clearly it saved so i'm just gonna pause this come back no i had to start at the beginning i was like you know what i'm fine with that because this is awesome but i just felt like so failed by marketing like i said because if you had told me like it you know it you know more about this game i would have been all in on it and hmm. so that you know I, I spent uh time on break playing that and and then also when i found out about it the way i heard about it was actually from a youtube video that Eurogamer did they did like the 10 most technically superior games of the year and they're you guys know you're a gamer right like they're yeah. the ones that yeah, like count yeah, frames yeah, yeah. and and getting into the technical specs of all all things and what the best versions of games are etc so they're kind of the authority on this kind of thing and so resogun was like number 10 or high up on the list i was like huh well i gotta check that out it was on steam and it was like 5.99 i was like sold i'm like i'm in so i i really cannot say enough nice words about that game i really think people should check it out and, and i think there's a demo too so mm. that's the next machina um, I also did hit up, uh, Colin, uh, everybody's golf. I got into that game Ooh, and boy. I played probably, I feel like I've played like 15, 20 hours of it. 
Like, dude, at, isn't it? How addicting is it? Though? At like, least yeah. it feels like that. At once, I kind of got back my clap hands, legs, right? Like, because all their all their hot shots golf games are kind of the same, control the same. Once I like got right. that muscle memory back, I was like, oh, I'm into it. I'm into this game now. But yeah, dude. I'm having like some big problems with it, though. What I want to talk to you about. So, okay, like the the progression in it. Do I seriously have to like golf on the same course like a hundred times before I rank up? I think that's that's the biggest gripe I have for uh, with the game is I was the progression. So bored. It, I was like, "Where's another so, course?" It takes so long. Like I just now, like I think right before our break or right during our break uh, was when I unlocked the second set of courses. Dude, um, I I don't even know if I have unlocked the second course yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude, it's ridiculous because it's like because the way you got to do it is you got to do like a tournament, right? And then that gives you like half of an half of an experience level or whatever, and then you got to do another one. It gives you a full experience level. Then you unlock a versus character. You got and you got to fight three versus characters. And so you essentially, three you gotta, times. Yeah, I was just right. like, this so is fun and do, all, but like I right. know this core is like the back of my hand now. So I know mm. there's a lot to do in the game, but I don't know why what's taking so long for it to ramp up. It's fun, but I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it at this point now. But I'll right. keep playing it just because it's a fun golf game. But it has its issues, you know. It definitely has its flaws there. So right. in, the inter- in the interest of time, I'm just going to kind of go through a few other games here that I played. So Pyre, uh, what do you guys know about that game? Doesn't we have not great. talked about it on the show. Does not look great to me at all. Super Giant Games came out. Uh, right. It's on Windows. It's on Linux. It's on Linux. It's on PlayStation 4. It came out July 25th. It kind of flew under all our radars. Uh, we didn't really talk about it much at all. It didn't get much play on the Tiny Disc podcast. But... I it was on sale and so much buzz was happening around award season around this game for like artistic and music and story and na 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 na. So the game, I hate to say it, man. So I love I love the actual act of playing this game. Playing this game, I'm a sports fan, and it's kind of like cosmic basketball with like RPG attributes and skill trees and stuff. And it's it's scratching a lot of itches for me, and I'm having a good time with it when I'm actually playing the game. The problem is. Man, I'm going to sound like a huge jerk here, but Super Giant Games, I feel like, is a studio for my personal taste. Okay, don't get angry, but I just feel like they are so up their own ass when it comes to like design with games. Like that's how I feel about Bastion. That's how I feel about uh, Transistor and now Pyre. It's like they're just over, 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 over designed, over conceptualized. Like let me play the game, you know. And they're just way too like pretentious for me. So I just my personal taste. I'm not a big fan of Super Giant Games final products when they come out that being said when i'm actually playing pyre it's awesome and i'm having a great time but i have to sit through like between every match i have to sit through like like a solid like five ten minutes of like exposition and shit and like character like characters just talking and it's just like if they were animated well and voiced well it'd be cool but they're not it's just like a still image of them and the still image looks cool but as you want to look at that for like 20 hours straight and then they just say like one one word or one noise or blah, 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 blah. And then like you read what they say. You know what I mean? So they're not fully voiced. So, so much of that in between where I'm just I got to the point where I'm like, I don't care about the story. I just want to play the game. So I'm just like hitting A as fast as possible trying to get to the next match here. So I don't think that's how the game was designed to be enjoyed. But it's just so pretentious. I'm like, just let me play the stupid game, you know? So it's kind of funny. Cause back when it came out from what I heard about on like podcasts that I listened to, people actually kind of enjoyed that, like talking bit a lot. Like they wow. thought that was one of the best parts of the game. Oh. And for me, I just never felt interested in it. Cause I was never, I never fell in love with Bastion. I thought Bastion was kind of meh. Wasn't I tried to love Bastion. I, I tried I've, to love it. Yeah. I've tried to play it like three different times and I'm just like, eh, it's all right. I guess. I never finished it, yeah. So uh, that, I, 
Go ahead. I, I was going to say, like, I fucking love Transistor, though. Never played that either. Oh, I played a little bit of Transistor. It's cool. Yeah. But, but it just didn't, again, it didn't, like, grab me to the point where I had to, like, engross myself in it. Right. I, I can understand that. But, like, dude, the, just the overall vibe of Transistor and the soundtrack and everything, I loved it. I'm really, I'm really like bittersweet on Pyre. Like I love actually playing the game. It's really fun. It's a fun cosmic sports game, and I like unlocking new abilities and strategizing, and you know, just the whole thing. I think is really cool. But it's just like, let me play the damn game. Don't make me go through story after storyline after storyline. You know, to get to the next match. That. So, mm-hmm. so that's that. But um, one game. I oh, and then I'll just kind of buzz through this real quick. I did pick up Yakuza Zero. Uh, Colin, so I, they got that on a really good sale on PSN, and I have a Sony PlayStation credit card, which anytime I make a purchase, I get points. So I just Ooh. like redeemed all those points and got a fifty dollar um, PlayStation uh, code, right? Like a credit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I ended up spending like forty bucks for like four or five huge games, like with nice. the PlayStation discount. It was awesome. So, anyways, Yakuza Zero was one of those games, and wow, that game. <laughs> Yeah, what dude. are they doing? It's way more, li- at least in the beginning. I, I'm very, very early into the game. But yeah, it's, incre- it's, it's incredibly linear. It's not what be- I thought it was. At the beginning, it, it is. It, it, it doesn't, it, it takes up? a little bit. It, yeah, it will, it will definitely open up. Okay, it, I was like, I'm just kind of like playing a TV show here. And it's cool, and I like the storyline, and it's ridiculous and stupid and hilarious. But yeah. it, I just felt like I was playing like Dragon's Lair or something, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so the combat is fun. It's just stupid cartoony. I didn't really know what to expect going into this. I thought it would be way more GTA. It is not GTA, really. Mm-mm. You know, only no, only, I, only the fact that you're in a city and it's open world eventually. Yeah, and it does. It does. Like, it opens up like crazy to the point where, like, because you play as, and you'll learn pretty quick, but you play as two different protagonists. Okay. Um, and you, it gets to the point where it's completely open. You can do whatever the hell you want, where you want. And you can actually switch switch between the two protagonists and shit. So, um, yeah, yeah the, the game only gets better the longer you play it. And the story gets better and better the longer it's you play it. It's such stupid fun. And I feel like it's a game where you want kind of a crowd of people watching you play it as well. I feel like it's like a yeah. room full of friends kind of game. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, because there's just so much ridiculous shit in the game. But it, it's so funny because the side parts of the game, for the most part, are really uh, like ridiculous but like the main story, it's kind of ridiculous in that you know you're kick, you're literally just going up the ranks and kicking everyone's fucking ass. <laughs> but like, but at the same time, like the relationships and the acting in the game is like really good. It's it's really yeah, good. Yeah, and you care about the characters. You really yeah. do. I I can see now why people were so hype on that game. And when did it come out? Like last January? Like it was early yeah. release, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that is it. Just an entertaining ass good time like all around it so i'm really on, I'm wait on for yakuza, yakuza 6 Zero. man well i want to beat this one i'm just having a good time with this one so. I, I gotta and wait it's till in yakuza the 80s too right so do the all the games take place in the 80s or just this one no it would it's actually just that one so see um, that's key for me it's kind of like vice city right right um and it's actually like so there's actually a big time skip between that one and kiwami uh oh, wow. kiwami takes place in uh 2002 2003 um so but you still play as kiryu and you'll you'll figure out for narrative reasons why Hmm. awesome awesome well i look forward to it i mean i have like a much better opinion of that game now uh than i thought i would have are you telling uh, me you didn't have a high opinion of the game before i didn't know what to think honestly i thought it'd just be another gta and like sleep sleeping dogs was good don't get me wrong but i was like oh 
Sleeping Dogs probably does everything Yakuza does just a little bit better, but that's not really. Yeah, Jack doesn't listen to me, guys. That's what he's saying. He doesn't listen to me. They're not going for the same thing. You you can't have phone sex in Sleeping Dogs. I'm just saying. Yeah, Uh, dude. That's weird. (laughs) You can have phone sex. You can you can play Space Harrier. Like you know know what was what I heard during awards kind of deliberations. You know what I heard that really sold me on Yakuza Zero. They were like, "There's a chicken that runs your real estate business," and I was like, "Sign me up. I'm in." There we go. That's that's what did it. That's what sent me yeah. on the edge. I was like, "There's a chicken. There's an actual literal chicken that runs your real estate business. Let's do this game." All right, dude. If you want me to sell you more, you can you can find uh, a knockoff of Steven Spielberg and direct a fake Michael Jackson music video. Yes, this is incredible. Don't tell me yes. anymore. I'm already All sold. Right. And the karaoke I hear is ridiculous too. Oh, dude, it's so great. Ooh, this game it's so Breaking big too. There's a lot of the world. Oh, dude, it's so. How good. long Jeez. is it? About 20, 30 hours. Um, if you mainline it, it's about 20, 30 hours. But there's a shit ton more to do wow. though if you look for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I really am into it. So, uh, one game I do I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about is because uh, I played so many games over break. You guys have no idea. I'm like leaving like twenty other games out. But Night in the Woods was a game that I knew I wanted to play. But I didn't really get time to until after we did our awards. And wow, this is a game developed by Infinite Fall, published by Finji. Uh, Alec H- Halauka, he he was a co-designer. He was a programmer. He's the composer. So it's really his vision. You know, he had help along the way as well. Uh, Bethany Hockenberry and uh, Scott Benson also helped design it, etc. But the game is out on almost all platforms. It's on Windows. Uh, Mac, Linux, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, iOS, and Android. So it's on all of those. Um, It came out February 21st uh, last year. And wow, like I've never, hmm, I've never seen a game that totally like adopted this specific style. It's 2D, uh, kind of in a world of anthropomorphic animals. And you play a character that is, that has failed in college. These are not spoilers. Like you've learned this like right away, but like you failed in college and you returned home to kind of be a loser. And it's just like a unique storyline. It's a unique take. And it really captures that feeling of kind of like just depression and like sadness and like defeat of like failing at something and returning home and just hanging out with all your bullshit, uh, high school friends that just, you know, uh, sit around and play in a band and, it's it's really cool. I don't know. It sounds super boring, kind of, but it's just interesting no, to see it, a game like execute on that feeling, you know. And no, I, I, and, that and you play, to me actually. Yeah, you play bass too, and you can like play. You actually play bass in the band, and the musical moments of the game are some of my favorite. You have a bass in your bedroom, and you, you know you're going back home to live with your folks, and you have a bass in your bedroom. You can pick it up and play whenever you want, and it's really it's really a good time. So the music, the atmosphere. Um, so much about that game is is very unique, and man, no wonder you're so it's so depressing. You're a fucking bass player. Got him. <laughs> Rip. Damn. Hey, if but you play it, bass out there, I love you. I don't You're know cool. about you guys, but I was I definitely hung out with the wrong crowd, like in high school. So this game kind of speaks to me as well. And I used to play in a band as well in high school. So, uh, hey, same. Yeah, it it just totally <laughs> it totally like made me like just from kind of take me back to those days a little bit. Lucky to say I never like you know flunked out of college or whatever, but but still yeah. like it, it's a it's a cool unique game. There's nothing like it. There's nothing you know that I can even point to that would be close to this game so far. And I, again, I'm early into it, but it's only about ten hours long or so, and I fully plan on playing this game to completion. It's, yeah, I've heard. Me. Hey, I'm sold on it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. really really good things about that game. Honestly, like I haven't heard a single bad thing about it yet. No, seriously, yeah, it's one of those games that is like kind of universally praised. 
you know, I, I haven't heard a bad critique on it either myself. So I'm looking forward to see where, it, where, where it's going to go. So there that's go. that though. Well, that does it. I think for games talk. Yes. So let's talk about some news. Breaking news. We are out on the field where we have our field reporter, Jack Zapata. Jack, are you there? Jack, can you hear us? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, no, it's you do the news. Sideways. I don't know the news. <laughs> I'm the sound effect guy. Yeah, fair. So, HTC Vive is old news now, boys, because we have the HTC Vive Pro on Get the horizon. hype. All the hype. I've been waiting for this day to come. The HTC Vive Pro, I am buying it. Watch it be super expensive, though, guys, because what like are... $1,000. I'm serious. Watch it be... No, wa- seriously. I'm, you guys want to take price predictions, like, right now? Seriously? Uh, that's what I said. I think it'll be $1,000. $1,000, like, yeah. flat? Yeah, I think I, it will. I'm going I, nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> $1, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say nine ninety eight. Fuck you, Robert. I was kidding. <laughs> but uh, it's... I mean, I... So the what the Vive is still like six hundred dollars going strong, right? Right. So what do you think is going to happen? You think they're going to now that they have what? Let's talk about the specs a little bit. So the resolution has been improved. The balance right. of the headset has been improved. It's not so front top heavy anymore. It's mm-hmm. more comfortable. Uh, it has integrated audio in it now, which it didn't have before. Yeah, there, there is three D virtual surround sound, right? Yep, and there also yeah. is now not included with the headset, but they are going to be releasing a wireless adapter, so you can free yourself from the tethered hell that is VR currently. Uh, what else am I missing? I think that's like one of the biggest things is going wireless. Also, uh, the increased play space, right? So they're yeah, adding like yes. two extra cameras, so it winds the play space by like a large yeah. margin. Yeah, like, is it a get, ten meter by ten meter play space? So they're 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 going to add it. So you can feet, have two yeah. lighthouses before. Now you can have up to four, and they've also made the lighthouse sensors in the corners of your room. They made them smaller. They made them lighter, and they've improved them in other ways as well. So now the play space can be ten by ten square meters, which is huge. Yeah, that's huge, man. I think before it was huge. like, yeah, I mean, who has a room that big, you know? So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and then also, I think you were talking about as well, Colin, it has the dual cameras in the front, which are kind of interesting uh, aspect because before the original Oculus, or sorry, the original HTC Vive had just one camera in the front. So you would like double press a button on the controller and you could see like a weird camera image of what's in front of you. But it was like, because it was lower than your eye line, it kind of felt weird as well. Plus, there was like everything looked a little bit bigger than it was in the real life. So my theory is with these two cameras now, they're probably going to make it and simulate it so it looks like, oh, you're just not wearing the they're going to be able to add depth to everything. Right. So it's going to be like, oh, I'm just not wearing the headset anymore. But it actually is still on. Right. That yeah. Would be the cool. two cameras allow them to do uh, 3D and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So that to me seems like a, a pretty big improvement. They changed the color. I don't know who cares about that, but it's weird now. It's like, why don't they just go like a normal like gray color or something like that but it's like some kind of electric like dark blue yeah it almost looks like like a like a blue stainless steel yeah the way it looked in the preview i don't know if it actually is stainless steel but but like i said i've been waiting for this day i've been waiting for the new vive specifically the vive because i just don't think the oculus rift is going to be able to catch up i think the brand i mean it would take a lot i'll put it that way for Oculus Rift to kind of um, overtake Mindshare now, because everyone over that's into VR knows that the that the Vive is the way to go for true VR, and it's right. only getting better. I, They're only you know increasing the lead, right? I think Oculus kind of made a good call with uh, coming out with the Oculus Rift Go. I think it's called. 
um the uh the the cheap the cheaper version the budget like version, of, version standalone vr yeah it's like yeah it's like 200 dollars or something like that oh 200 okay yeah, yeah it's like 200 so it's actually right now cheaper than a psvr to get a an oculus rift go i don't know the actual specs on the oculus rift go does anyone does anyone know by chance no uh-huh. i can't imagine it's even comparable to a vive no especially the this vive pro that's coming out this vive pro is probably going to be amazing yeah. and i've used a regular vibe the regular vibe like it it, it is very very clear like because of the high resolution it's 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 pretty nice it was a big goal uh-huh. of mine when i moved here i was like we need a two-bedroom apartment because we need a vr room never happened for whatever reason but Oops. i've been waiting now i was like okay this vibe pro is coming out i've been waiting for the second gen like now is the time and i think yeah. Yeah, i'm probably gonna have to drop like a thousand dollars on hardware alone and then buy the games yeah which they will don't even have... go on sale when it launches please yeah no shit have hopefully they have uh the release date soon but i mean since they don't have a release date already you might want to start putting your pennies aside now honestly if especially for predicting a thousand dollars no i'm saving i'm saving for it yeah the closest we have to release date is the wireless thing is going to come out quarter three this year that's too far but this is getting released q1 isn't it yeah this is very soon the the vive pro at least yeah yeah i'm excited i want i just i'm curious to see how good the wireless thing is actually going to be well, it's, yeah, that's my worry. They, they yeah. have already. They like I think Linksys and Netgear, some other companies already have. And I actually got wire from my sister. Thank you, I love you. I got a wireless uh, HDMI adapter uh, for uh, Christmas, which those are not cheap, man. But I think I could get away with using my adapter. I think it's the USB cables that'd be in the way. But anyways, they have solutions already, wireless solutions for VR that I have not heard anything negative about. People are saying oh. they work great. They're like two hundred fifty dollars, three hundred dollars. They're really expensive, but what I from I've what I'm hearing is they actually work if you're going to pony up the money for it. So I think that they, it does introduce more delay than actually being um, more lag, I should say, than being plugged in like hardwired. But yeah. it's not so much that the the human brain like picks it up and you know messes up the experience. It still is a good experience. So right, I think uh, I think the specs said like twenty two hertz latency or something like that. I don't know what that actually means uh, in relevance to you know the whole idea because I don't know I don't know techie stuff like that. Twenty two hundredths of that, a second. Yeah, yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty minimal. But 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 they're they're going to be you know real low range. They are wireless, but they're going to be low range. Because they're because they're actually higher frequency, they still have to go like what sixty hertz or whatever, ninety hertz to the eyes. Times oh yeah, two. it's got to be ninety hertz. It's got to yeah, be 90 times frames two. So yeah. you know you're not going to be able to go far, but you'll be able to not have wires in front of your computer. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that this is happening, right? Because you know VR's got to start somewhere. I think the pro is starting to look like, hey, maybe maybe VR can actually be a real thing. Because to me, right yeah. now, VR is just like an enthusiast thing at best more of a hobby if anything yeah and that that, that screen door that's in your window just like smash your face against it and that's what the world looks like when you're in vr currently like you were saying colin but this has increased the resolution to what they call 3k now so you can actually make out words and read words on screens in game so yeah, that, and the honestly, resolution to me is the big deal. The resolution is the big seller here. If that's all they fix, I'd still be interested. 2880 by 1600. Yeah. I will say though, like when I from my experience with the Vive, that screen door effect that I was talking about a second ago is near non-existent in the current Vive already. So, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm excited. I might actually get into like legit VR. I've had a PSVR for a while. Um, I don't use it as much as I thought I would, just because I get nauseous just sitting on my couch doing it. But uh, I think with the with the Vive and with like standing up and moving around and you know doing that, I think I'll I'll really really get into VR in a big way. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, they revealed all this information about the Vive Pro at CES, Consumer Electronics Show, which went off very well. There were no hitches. No bad things <laughs> happened at CES. Sorry, we just recovered from a blackout. Uh, <laughs> so wow. there was a blackout at CES, guys. Reboot, reboot. <laughs> yeah, everything literally went off. At the Consumer Electronics Show. The yeah. Consumer electronics show with all the electricity out and it's blacked out and people are turning on the uh the uh, flashlights to their phones to just walk <laughs> around and look and they're looking and they're previewing products like with a flashlight of their phones out it was insane and right it but makes like, me wish i was there so bad but what's there to preview right like look at this gadget we don't have power going to it I but know. it looks cool i know but don't people you? are there like camera crews are there like there's a lot of work that happens at ces you know yeah. so to have at the la convention center man where e3 or vegas is. oh isn't it is vegas? It? oh you're right it's vegas yeah it used to be la convention center. this is back in the day my bad um yeah so wow there's no electricity there i can only imagine the photos coming in from twitter are fascinating (laughs) i have this article up by cnn tech and i just i love this sentence despacito could still be heard blaring from an unknown booth (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like of all fucking that's great that's great yeah did you guys see also at ces uh that uh wall tv it's like a hundred thirty-five like, inch. It's like oh. you know, like fifteen millimeters thick. It's the size of a of a wall. Apparently, it's Samsung's making it, and it's like a quantum dot technology. Who knows how much that would cost, though? Yeesh. Yeah, I remember seeing like they have now t- sixty-five inch TVs that you can roll up. Yeah, LG is making an OLED that you yep. can, like you said, that you can roll up. Whoa, I got some music in my ears here. I don't Whoa. know if you guys heard that or not. <laughs> No. Okay. Um, but so. I know. Uh, I actually was watching a video the other day. Uh, I don't know if they, it was announced at CS or not. But uh, Linus, Linus, Linus Tech Tips. Anyway. Linus Tech Tips. Yeah, Linus Tech Tips. I have a friend uh, at work tips. that named his cat after him. Named his what? Cat. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. Um. Anyway, they did a video on. Uh, apparently, Dell just put out like a consumer model of an 8K fucking monitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 60 hertz 8k monitor <laughs> yeah yeah that, that literally you need two you need two display connectors to even get to work at full 8k <laughs> two display Oof. ports yeah i can yeah. see that yep. that's insane yeah and, and it's only sixteen thousand dollars a bit only it's like only it's like i think three or four grand at least oh yeah. oh what a bargain <laughs> yeah, all those totally. k's and <laughs> so, no machine to run it so here's the real tragedy right of ces blacking out so have you guys ever gone to i saw this in san francisco uh a store called uniqlo like one of my favorite clothing stores yes. actually yep. um they have a stand in the center of the store where if your phone is running low you can put it in this little glass locker and plug it in and charge it while you're shopping and you put in like this password or whatever you pay, you swipe your card and then you can come back, swipe your card and get your phone back. Right. So at CES, they had those and people were damn sure enough charging their phones, motherfucking blackout, and they cannot get their phones and their phones are not charging either. And it's like people were saying on Twitter, like this is if you ever want to see a man broken, like this is what you do to them. <laughs> And you see them just sitting oh standing there freaking out because they have no access to their phones. They're in a big convention. You know, security is an issue at this point. There's no electricity. Like, people were legit going mad. I don't know. My favorite thing about it is just, like, the Twitter hashtag, man. 
That fu- that was fucking great. CES blackout. Have you been following that that hashtag? No, no, no. No, I mean a little bit. <clears throat> okay. You guys know Intel. You know that that yeah. small company that makes just a oh, couple yeah. parts for PCs. Yeah, it, they've tweeted out introducing blackout TM, the biggest thing to hit CES 2018 <laughs> since 5G. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> it's just like a picture of like the blackout. It's like, Even Nintendo uh, was having fun at the blackout's expense too. They had their little uh, what's his name Chibi Robo. Yeah, right. Like pulling out the uh, power cord. I thought that was kind of funny. So good on you, Nintendo. Man, I don't know. I I just think it's just so funny, just so karmically silly that the electronic sh- one of the like literally the biggest yeah. electronic yeah. show in, in the world every year blacked out. <laughs> I want. I wonder. Go, I, I just. I, I wonder how many computers, how many different electronic components shorted out because they weren't connected to a proper power strip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seriously. Rip. Diggity done. There's gonna be some good memes coming out as to what the cause was to this power outage. I can already see it in my head. Absolutely. You know what they way. Let's switch topics, though, guys. <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out so. to all my Uganda knuckles tribes out there. By the way, <laughs> show me the way, brothers. Oh god, we just dated the fuck <laughs> the, out of this show. The first meme, the first meme of 2018. How did we forget to mention this? It's because insane. It's I, I showed my wife it. We st- watched st- stuff on that for like 20 minutes it. last night. Huh? I don't think anyone does. I don't, I don't understand. No, no, no. One you, no one's supposed to. I remember one guy in VR chat. This is another reason why I want VR is to get in that chat. Is that connected to PlayStation or no? I don't, I don't think, think so. it's on PlayStation. I, okay. I, think it's I can't. I couldn't see it. Yeah, but one guy, one kid, was just saying what out loud what everyone was thinking. It was like, "What is the connection between Knuckles and Uganda?" <laughs> yeah, what, what does it mean? It was like I don't a know question what it means. In, in earnest. Yeah, like, he's like, "What is this?" And the answer is, it's nothing. I, I watched a Knuckles marriage happen on VR chat. Did you guys see that? What the it's like, fuck? Do you take this beautiful brother <laughs> as your husband? <laughs> Dude, I I think the only connection I have with that I've seen of VR chat is like JonTron's last video at the beginning showed a fucking uh, some dude playing his piglet killing himself. Oh yeah, in VR chat. Yikes, man! I don't so, know. I yeah. remember seeing. I think uh, I think we have the uh, the title to our episode this week. So here we go. <laughs> no day way. Yeah. Uh, the Switch. You guys remember that little console? It is literally little. It's I little, yeah. I mean, I never play it anymore because it's a bad console. Do you not? Uh, no, what? I mean, kind of. Eh. What? But <laughs> you're not even joking. Uh, the Switch is literally the fastest selling console ever. Can of all time, yeah. crazy. Like, wow, it's on track to outsell the PS2. Like, if it keeps up these numbers, it will My- s- outsell the PlayStation 2. We'll Which see. is the best-selling console of all time. And Pokemon and Smash aren't even out yet. Scary. And Metroid Prime 4. And, I mean, I don't... You know, Metroid's never been, like, a system seller, so I'm not counting on that. But yeah, fair. you're right, though. You're right, though. Like, there's a lot of good things to be excited about. But, you know what? My comment to this is that Nintendo earned it. Nintendo yeah. deserves this because of their software. was a perfect marriage with the hardware. They executed on all levels. So they actually got it right. They struck the right chord at the right time. They came in at the right price. Most importantly, $300 is a massive value, I think, for what you get. Uh, I almost... And, and you know what? Like, I don't, I don't bring my Switch out of the house very much, but I still use both versions. I still play it, you know, docked and undocked. Like, it's just incredibly convenient. And I yeah. still feel cool. Like, call me old, but I still feel cool. Like, man, watch this. Put it down in the cradle. 
click click get the little things out I'm like oh it's on the tv now like it's still like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not old to me yet i'm like oh it works this is so it's cool. like it's a miracle really that it works <laughs> it is. you know in that way and thank you I, uganda yeah <laughs> Um, I don't know. What I think is really cool, right, is that the Switch just, like, sold Nintendo this year. Like, if you had asked me in 2016, like, is Nintendo cool? I'd be like, fuck no. We, <laughs> what are you, smoking crack? Like, Nintendo's no. Cool. God, no. Like, the Wii U, are you kidding me? Like, no, that's not cool. The, the, yeah, the tail like end Fisher, of the Wii U. It feels like a Fisher-Price toy now. I still have my Wii U, and it feels like a kind of big plastic kind of tablet learning thing that you would pass to, like, some preschooler. When you don't want them it to hurts touch to the say, but it, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. It feels real <laughs> Oh, God, Nintendo. Yeah. But then Thank you for bringing us the Switch. The Switch comes out with literally the best game you could ask for as a launch title. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, that easily launched the Switch into, like... Like, how do I put this? The Switch made a lot of promises, right? Like, you remember when it was, cut, like, you know, leading up to it coming out? It's like, yeah, you can play it on the go, and then you can just put it right on that dock, and bam, it's on your TV. Like, whoa. And, you know, at first I was like, that can't, I mean, that's cool. That can't be real. And yeah. then they proved it with a game like Legend of Zelda, right? Which is, like, a high bar. That's a very Hel- high bar to set. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I yeah. played no, so much of that like- break too. I, I I will never forget when I first watched the announcement trailer of the Nintendo Switch. It will be a moment forever ingrained in my brain. I was sitting in the astronomy building and getting ready to go to class, like like walk into class. And I there were here was this 20-year-old kid at the time like staring at his phone and giddy giddy all giddy screaming like Whoa. a little girl stamping his feet because this new Nintendo console just got announced <laughs> oh, wow. and all these yeah. people were walking by looking at me like what the fuck <laughs> oh that kid was you oh, okay I see what he did oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I mean yeah he is a little girl I get that right, but yeah. I was like <laughs> you know like, oh man you did. Yeah. what's what's extra cool about it too right it's not it's not just first party support I mean yeah Mario and Zelda are really good this year last year but like so many good indie games are coming to the switch and like fucking ubisoft made a new game for the switch that year you know like mario plus rabbits which yeah that's a big deal i liked it yeah i mean now listen with all with this base you know audience that they have built up now every video game publisher is going to be putting things on the nintendo switch everybody all the big games you know, and they've proven sort of that Bethesda has that Doom and Wolfenstein can sort of be ported to it. They're going to do things, you know, that make sense. Like I could see yeah. uh, Fortnite coming to it easily. I can mm-hmm. see it. PUBG has already publicly said that they want to be on every console they possibly can be. So God, you do the math imagine. yourself. God, they can't even get that fucker to fucking. run an Xbox One know, X but properly. I'm saying like, you know, think, think two, three four, you know, years down the road. Like everything is going to be on the Switch. This is like the Switch's world here. You know, like no one's giving a shit. No one's talking about Xbox One X as we kind of have, you know, run into the dirt already enough on the show. But right. it's all about Switch now. You know, it's awesome. And and here's an interesting thing, though. The Wii U still can do things that the Switch cannot do. Like the Wii U, you can play on a TV and have a screen and an image and a map or something in your hands. You can't do that on the Switch but unless I unless I know. But I'm just saying what <laughs> I'm talking about is if you're t- if you're hoping for Wii U games to be ported onto the Switch, like it's a lot harder than you think. You can't uh, just straight up port those games over. Mario Kart Eight, Pokemon <clears throat> Tournament. There's some, Bayonetta but there's two. some games that there's some games that that have core functionality in the touchscreen. Yeah, and you have and to ha- and you have something on the screen too. There are some games that you're not going to be able, to, or you're going to have to adapt. 
Uh, and I don't know. Do you? Does it bother you guys that you can't, you know, have two screens at the same time, like one in your hand and one on a big TV? Does that do you miss it at all? Or no, not really. You don't not even care. So you bit. wouldn't even care if they were like, oh well, maybe we'll come out with some adapter or some weird thing where you can actually do no. that. You I would. Like, ah, I cares? would actively not buy it. Interesting. Okay. I would act. You would actively not buy it. I, w- okay. I would swat no. it out of the hands of other customers. And me, I'm a sad person that actually had to buy Breath of the Wild twice, and I did restart it on Switch over break. I restarted the whole journey. I did and, too. Actually, uh, you restarted from the beginning, and yeah. I I was one of the suckers that Nintendo got with. I bought the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild because I thought there at least the damn map would be on the screen on the controller. And no, they just make it a black screen. I was so salty, but I'm still salty. Oh, it's just a fucking black screen. Yes. Kind of horse shit. It's terrible. And I thought, like, give me something. Give me, like, a, a logo or something. It was garbage. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So, whatever. Yeah. I do want to say before we leave this topic about the Switch, shameless plug, I wrote a pretty lengthy feature about Nintendo's whole shebang in 2017 that heavily features the Switch. So. Check yeah, that out. It's terrible. Go read it. Yeah, it's really bad. I didn't work well on <laughs> it at all. Such a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just uh, fucking put Twilight Princess on the Switch too. Just just, just do that. Just please. Okay, are put we going to like Zelda rapid game. fire the Golden Globes results? I mean, we don't need. Uh, we're not reading all the Golden Globes. We're about to talk about the Golden Globes, by the way. We don't need to read yeah. all the results. Like, come okay. on. we don't need okay. to go okay. around the globe about the Golden Globes. Okay. Hey. Hey. So because we, we, you know, we covered movies, you know, and and some of the movies that we celebrated got honored. Some of them got snubbed. I'm kind of mad. Are we talking about Golden Globes now? Yeah, I'm okay. so glad Lady Bird won Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Musical or Comedy. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. A yeah. Good I would I would hand that one easy. Easy. I mean, I, I can't sit there and fight it. I would like to see Get Out win, but I, I'm not going to, um you know, go against Lady Bird. It's a great movie. Mm. So and, best uh, motion three picture billboards. Dra- yeah. Yo, three billboards, one drama. I actually saw that a couple days ago. I can see oh. it. It's pretty good. Yeah, just yeah, so high level, like it's worth watching. I wouldn't watch it again personally, but after seeing it once, I was like, Wow, whoa, that was heavy. Right. Like that was really heavy, heavier than I thought it'd be. And oh, it's not okay. like uh I didn't walk out of the theater in tears, but it was just like Man, humanity fucking sucks. Uh, I, yeah. I like those movies like that. I, Shape of Water was a surprise nomination for me. I'm glad to see uh, Guillermo del Toro did get uh, honored. We'll talk about that in a second. But Shape of Water was nominated for Best Picture, Motion Picture Drama. I am so sad and disappointed that Dunkirk was also nominated. I'm really glad it didn't win. That movie sucks. And it hurts me so bad because I love what Christopher Nolan has done in the past. He almost can do no wrong. Except for Dunkirk. It was bad. Whoops. Man, yeah. you're still one of the very few naysayers that I know about that movie. Hey, I'm sticking to my guns, dude. I've seen it twice. I've seen it. I, I, haven't, I, I haven't seen it yet still. I actually, I, I was at Redbox the other night, and I was this close to getting Dunkirk, but I got Mother instead because I was more curious Ooh, about that. Oh, we should talk about Mother sometime. Yes. And I was actually kind of surprised. I Do you think it would have been worthy of a nomination? Was no, it nominated? I think that people are just too scared to nominate movies that have those kind of themes. I really do. I think the cat- dude, that yeah, that movie was fucking that wicked, is a bro. Crazy. I think it's an awesome movie. I thought I, I thought it was I thought it was very interesting and very incredible because yeah. it was one of those movies that kept me in like attentive the entire movie. Like it was there was not a dull movement. There was always something it's, fucking yeah, going it, on. And maybe movie. this says something about my dark psyche, but it was the movie that made me feel like oh, I'm in a this is what my nightmares are like. Like on screen, I was like, "These yeah. are my nightmares I have." Like, 
okay, we're going to live this now. So <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies that makes you want to read up on it after you watch it. Totally. Totally. You have to talk about yeah. it. So what other awards or nominees you want to bring up? Oh, here real quick. Best performance by an actor, motion picture drama, Gary Oldman in darkest hour. He played, uh, why am I going to forget the name? Winston Churchill. Thank you. I watched that movie just this week to see Gary Oldman. Let me say this. The movie is all the production value of a made for TV film like Hallmark Channel, A&E Channel. Like it's really low production. I was not expecting that to be that low budget. All the budget went to where it needed to go to. It went to Gary Oldman's makeup to make him look like Winston Churchill, which he needed a lot. And it was very convincing. And I was very impressed with the makeup. And it was also his performance. So Gary Oldman's performance alone in this film takes it from a two or a three all the way up to a seven for me. It totally was all the movie. So I would recommend the movie to watch that. But everything else was Mm. like very shoulder shuggery. Right. So congrats to Gary Oldman. I thought it was one of his best performances ever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do think that I'm happy with James Franco winning best actor. Uh, in yeah. musical comedy, he like nails Tommy Wiseau to a high mark. Yeah, and then uh, I love when he the snubbed Tommy Wiseau when he went and lunched yeah. for the mic, and he's like, ah, yeah. hold on a second, he's like, like, hold on, hold on, hey, yeah. And then it turns out, I guess he was just gonna shill his new movie, so it's like, okay, okay, yeah. I guess I still, still want to love Tommy Wiseau to just be on the mic there. At even least for let a him second. say thank you. At or, least. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, to to be fair though, like people made it out like that instance like it was a big deal or something like that like he was just kind of like no wait it, it was because I, I thought he was like he full-on shoved his ass that's what people nah. were making it out to be in the nah, media nah he just kind of yeah. like stopped him from getting close yeah. to the mic <laughs> yeah abruptly so yeah um, i was i wish i could have seen uh i'm gonna mess his name up but daniel kaluuya from the lead from uh get, get out. out i thought his performance was awesome um, you know he's really good in sicario He's going to be in the new Black Panther movie, too. I'm very excited, dude. Oh, wait. Is oh, he? is he? Who's yes. He yeah, I don't know the character, but I know he's in it. And there's okay. a ton of incredible actors, probably the strongest cast that a Marvel movie has ever seen. If you look at the roster for Black Panther, like, holy crap. There's, like, a lot a lot of awards up there. Uh, and, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry, but in the best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy... There's a nomination for Kevin Bacon in a TV show called I Love Dick. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, that just makes sense. I'm sure. I, I guess. Six well, degrees of separation, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, whatever that thing. One yeah. award I do want to call out as well is like, congrats. I mentioned earlier, but Guillermo del Toro won Best Director in a Motion Picture for Shape of Water. Makes me want to see that film now even more than I already wanted to. I mean, dude, he took out huge huge names in the, in the industry to win best director. Did you guys see the nominees? Martin yeah. McDonough, Christopher Nolan, who is already one of my favorite directors of all time, fucking Ridley Scott and Steven Spielberg and Del Toro took it like, wow, that is no small feat. That movie why, looks pretty why was, good. Why was Kojima not there? Why was Kojima not there? <laughs> we'll why didn't see, he come man. on stage with Guillermo Del Toro and was these, like, hey, yeah. have another Death Stranding trailer. Yeah, and no, then they're in like, 2019, he's going to win Golden Globe for best <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah. Best. everyone's like, hold the phone, hold the phone, Take wait, what do, what do we put up for an, best animated short or whatever? Oh, yeah, but that's that's this thing now, this, this Death Stranding thing. <laughs> and then also, to call attention to like, some of the TV awards as well, uh, best television series drama, The Handmaid's Tale, like... Do you guys know about that film? Like I read a synopsis that, of like what TV the show? 
or sorry, yeah, the TV show. I read the synopsis of what that story is, and I was like, whoa, that's some really heavy themes. So I'm actually really interested in it, but it seems super dark. Do you guys know about hmm. it? Like, what I happens? keep seeing no. trailers, and I'm like, eh. So apparently, and listen, guys, I haven't seen much of the film, but I read up a little bit of it. Apparently, like, hyper-conservative, like, Christians take over America, and they basically, whoa. like, turn it back into, like, the Dark Ages, like, the Crusades and shit, like, super hyper-religious people. Wait, holy shit. Okay, now I want to see. I thought it was yeah. like a period piece. No, I thought it it's was America. Legit, the, no, yeah, I it's thought like it was post- legitimately in the past. No, dude, it's it's a really interesting premise. Yo, and so that's why that's why all the that women now. Yeah, that's why all the women have to dress like that and have their heads covered. Like holy shit. It's like, yeah, it's really a cool idea. So I'm 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 wanna check it. And it won so many awards too. Mm. So many. So I, don't know. I so, think yeah. we'd be remiss, though, if we talked about the Golden Globes without mentioning the recipient of the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Oh, snap. All bow down to our new president, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> president Winfrey? Yeah. President Ope. Yeah. But for real, though, that speech was incredible. I don't know if you guys saw it, but like, wow. Yeah. I didn't get to see it. I, I oh, really? You should, man. Yeah. It was it was just a great, just a great speech. I mean, yeah. it was very rousing. Uh, she sounded, she delivered it incredibly well. She's an even better public speaker than I thought she would be, you know, all those decades on her show. Yeah. I mean, uh, she spent years as like queen of daytime television, you know? Yeah. And, and what I, the, I, I can't think about how awesome that was without being reminded of like the other side of the aisle. So <laughs> like all I saw on Twitter were people saying, I guess Oprah hates America now. And I'm like, what speech did you listen to? <laughs> Like, why do you equate anything that came out of her mouth to hating America? Are you, are you literally illiterate? If yes, you think that probably. has anything to do with hating America, like you are, yeah. So, anyways, I had to just call that out. Like, what yeah. total bullshit? I don't know. I remember because I was like, when that speech was happening live on TV, I was leaving a friend's house, and then on the way out, like, coat yeah. on, gloves on, bundled up, ready to go. It was on the TV, and I was just like. I gotta stop. I gotta listen to this. Yeah, like whoa, whoa, you know? this is a thing. Like wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it didn't just like in passing. It didn't sound just like an average everyday speech, which I think says a lot about yeah. the power behind her words. No, and and you know it's kind of had ripple effects through the news cycle as well. Like people are legit like calling her out. Like no, you need to run. Like no, we want you to be in the next election. Like we'll see. That would well, be insane if that actually happened. Well, two of her closest friends who wish to remain anonymous did tell CNN that she's con- seriously considering running. Yeah. Who knows how true that is, but yep. Yep. we'll see. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah I, world we live in, man. Yeah. One quick little news thing I just want to throw up there just to get opinions from you two. Remember how we were like, PUBG's going to be the new Call of Duty. Like, everyone's going to want a Battlegrounds. Everyone's going to want a 100-man Battle Royale. Yep. An unrelated news, Paladins, that free-to-play Overwatch kind of clone, uh, is getting a Battlegrounds mode. That's they literally no called shame. literally called Battlegrounds. But it's they already ripped off Overwatch, and now they're just going to be like, oh, it's the new hotness. Okay, Battlegrounds. Now it's just Paladins, Battlegrounds. Let's do this. Yeah, it's, it's a great look, guys. It's a great look. <laughs> it's free, right? It's free to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll admit, it kind of sounds interesting, like turning a hero shooter into a 100-man yeah. Battle Royale. But at the I'd same like time... See, yeah. All I can think is like everyone's going to eventually play this. Like the meta is going to like eventually flatten out to where like one hero is the best. Why wouldn't everyone just be Torbjorn? 
yeah <laughs> have a turret like right duh, that's the one or like pick. maybe soldier or reaper or something yeah, yeah. Like, so we'll like see good luck, Reinhardt. Into. You know what I mean? Like Reinhardt's dead. <laughs> I'm glad someone's doing it because I just want to see like what watch the world burn, right? And just see how what a beautiful, beautiful mess it creates. I think it could make for some good moments. So I, I'll yeah. be, you know, I, I'll be checking it out. I think. Can't wait to see it trashed on 4chan. Yeah, man, battle royale. That's the new hotness. I cannot wait for like fucking Sims battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's just the sims anyways right you're just trying to kill people the whole time yeah you make a hundred man family and you just let them live in a house one room see who dies yeah, hey man the they just they, since four just released a laundry stuff pack you can do your own laundry now oh okay. no wow can i please get some dlc to get somebody over here to do my laundry please no no joke they they put in ai so like after a while if you go without washing your clothes you'll actually stink nice wow. <laughs> so other characters so act, can walk so up now to you, you and say have you smell. to do laundry now <laughs> yeah just in real life oh so God. i and see ask real quick i don't know if you guys saw this they have an automated clothes folders now you guys seen this you just stick your clothes in there and fold it for you and puts a nice little pile for you that sounds really convenient but probably way too expensive <laughs> i would totally buy it. but yeah it's too expensive <laughs> but i would totally want one all right, let's swing things over to the home stretch here. Let's talk about our question of the week. All right, guys, I'm not going to delay very long here. Question of the week. First question of 2018. Whoa. Gird your loins. Girded. This is a would you rather question, gentlemen. <clears throat> My body is Reggie. Would you rather be a small bird with many predators or be a bottom feeder with no predators discuss and when i say bottom feeder i mean like on the darkest depths of the ocean where it's like so dark you need like bioluminescence just to see where your nose is would i have bioluminescence or is evolution not kind to me you would know you would have to uh you would have to depend on other animals bioluminescence you know no, what no no fuck that i'll give you bioluminescence you get one light bulb on an antenna above your head <laughs> You get one light bulb. Yeah, and then you have like echolocation or something. But there's shit. no predators. Know. Or you're a bird. But there's tons of predators. Uh I I'm gonna go with the bird. Because Damn. I too like to live dangerously. No, uh. um <laughs> so I mean it's like fucking I don't know. I'm trying to come up with like there's like a PUBG analogy there that I'm trying to come up with. <laughs> it's, not it's, there, like, <laughs> it's not there. Don't would you rather out. battle royale? A hundred would you rather questions like, go in? It's it's like okay, like like kind of like you know I'm flying through the air, it, like just like I'm running you know to the circle in PUBG. I'm having a good fucking time, and if I die, I die. You know. But it's like, I enjoyed the journey. It's all about the journey, not the destination, boys. Because you're swimming at the bottom of the ocean. You're fucking eating, I don't know, whatever the fuck. You, other fishes shit, I guess, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Delicious. You're, fucking you're eating great. all the shit that floats down to the bottom. A great, it's a fucking great existence. Whereas I could be a bird flying through the fucking air and building nests and then having lots of fucking, you know, bird babies, aka <laughs> eggs, and just fucking, you know, living the bird's life, you know, that, that unreleased pixar movie called a bird's life uh is that not good i'll what? i'll you saying a bug's what? life isn't good no 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 no. isn't there like a bird short like before coco that everyone hated oh that oh, I, I have no idea, idea about that's pure coincidence if that's yeah. true 
It might not yeah. have been about birds. I'm not 100. percent So I'm gonna wait until no, there, Robert... there was a frozen short that nobody liked. Yeah. Oh, I... that's what it was. That's what it was. I'm gonna wait till Robert answers to give my two cents in. Robert. Uh, look, I'm I'm not one to count all my my er, my bird eggs before they bird hatch, but I'm gonna say birds for this. Really? Because, yeah. So here's the thing. I I agree with Colin that it's all about the journey, not the destination. And when I think about my journey as a bottom feeder, like the coolest place I'd be able to see is the Marianas Trench, and I can't even see it. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you got a light bulb's like, view. <laughs> What was that I, movie? Is it just called The Abyss? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that movie it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of. It just sounds like a boring lifestyle. Like you're just kind of looking for the next little nummy, like near you. That's mm. kind of it. Whereas as a bird, like I totally be that bird that's like, I'm gonna make a fucking nest at the top of the Eiffel Tower. There's nothing y'all can do to stop me. See, you know, yeah, like, until a, another bird or something. You guys kills are ignoring you. a I'd very important him. aspect. I think. What, so what, what's important? Well, we're humans, well, yeah. so we're at the top of the food chain. So we take it for granted that we don't have to. Like Louis C.K. has a pretty famous. I guess he's kind of a toxic individual right now, but he had a pretty famous uh, joke about being at the top of the food chain. Like everything else on the planet has to die by being eaten to death. Like ah, like something is killing you and eating you, and that's how you die. Whereas humans. You know, they, he makes a joke like we just die in a hospital bed somewhere, like all old and shriveled, like, oh, I love you. Uh. <laughs> and uh, and that's how we go, you know, so we're at the top of food chain. So if you're a bottom feeder, you never have to worry about being eaten to death. Whereas if you're a bird, you're going to get eaten to death relatively quickly. You guys are talking about these great lives you're going to live and all these great things you're going to do. You're not going to fucking live that long to do well, any of that. It's going to be a very short life. That's fine, but that life is going to be great. It's going to be greater than just what's the next piece of shit I'm going to eat. Oh, there it I is. I know, but I'm just saying, like, think about being eaten to, to, eaten to death is the worst way to go, man. That's the most terrifying shit I could ever think about. Yeah, Listen. but you're probably coming at it from a human perspective, right? I think if you came at it from a bird perspective, it's kind of like, <laughs> this is the you're circle a of life. No, no, you're Robert Scarpinito right. in a bird's body. Oh, I just take over a bird one yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you uh, you do a Mario cap, you Odyssey cap that thing. Can I be Can I be Zazu from Lion would King? Would you still do Would you still do now? Does that change your perspective? Yeah, I probably. You still would do it. Yeah. I'm so, just too like, would I want to be Zazu from Lion King, or maybe maybe a seagull from Finding Nemo? My <laughs> <laughs> my. So that's it, guys. All right, we know what you guys want. You choose death over life. Hey man, in the words of over in fun. the words of James Hetfield's mother, the brightest flame burns quickest. You know, I thought you were just gonna say yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> words of his mother, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how James learned it. That was his first words. <laughs> Come on, James, say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you just wake up and instead of crying in the morning. You know, when you wake up, he would just go yeah, yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he didn't cry. He didn't cry when he came out of the room. He yed yeah, all the way yed. out the room. <laughs> He's yang again. All right, yeah. give him the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> so wait, Jack. Let's confirm though. Would you be a bottom feeder or a birdie boy? Uh, I'm I'm such a poon, man. I probably would pick a bottom feeder. I just don't want to be eaten to death. I yeah. feel like I feel like there's something philosophical there I, that like whatever you choose in this situation is says something about your character. I'd make it fun. I'd make like be, feeding at the bottom fun. I'd make my own little game, What's and fun I about and it? I would never have to worry about dying that way. 
I call What's my your own high shots. score? Like, is it your highest score for how yeah. many foods you eat today? I'd be my own little power pellet man. Yeah, I'd be like <laughs> Pac-Man of the sea. Yes. That's my choice. No, no, you wouldn't be Pac-Man because Pac-Man has predators and you wouldn't have any oh, predators. I know. I'd be the apex predator Pac-Man. <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. Let's call it, guys. So that wraps us up for our first 2018 episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast. If you enjoyed what we did, consider leaving us a review on iTunes or maybe just telling a friend. That'd really help us out, especially if they're into video games just like we are because we're a bunch of weird nerds. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to read live on this pre-recorded show, uh, you can email it to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on our social medias, uh, we're about to tell you our own individual ones, but you can also file, follow the official Tiny Disc social media platforms, which are all at tinydisc.com, where also where all of our previous episodes are, if that interests you. Where can we find you two online on the social medias? I am Colin Amano on Twitter, aka boo-boo underscore underscore five five. At J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A, Mr. Cepeda, if you are a nasty man. My Uganda brother. That's not it. If you're nasty. There it is. Mm. (laughs) What? And you can find me at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thank you so very, very much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast. And we'll see you next Thursday. Damn, nature, you scary. My brother, my brother, my brother, show me the way. (laughs)